to testify or to teach? This is the question. Are we to be a people who testify of the one we know? Or are we to teach of the one we know? This is what we will look at and unpack and look to identify the differences between the two so we can be clear on whose role is what. Let's start by looking at this scripture, Revelation 19, 7-10. Let us rejoice and be glad and give glory to him. For the marriage of the Lamb has come and his bride has made herself ready. It was given to her to clothe herself in fine linen, bright and clean. And the fine linen is the righteous acts of the saints. Then he said to me, Write, Blessed are those who are invited to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said to me, These are the true words of God. Then I fell at his feet to worship him. But he said to me, Do not do that. I am a fellow servant of yours and your brethren who hold the testimony of Jesus. Worship God, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. This passage of scripture is absolutely massive and speaks of a reality and dimension of the spirit, which many miss and are absolutely oblivious to. The first question we must ask is what is a testimony? A testimony is giving utterance and voice to what one knows and has experienced in their lives. One brings to light and life the reality of what they know and speaks of what they have personally witnessed and experienced. They are first-hand witnesses of what they have heard or seen or both. John 3, 31-32 He who comes from above is above all. He who is of earth is from the earth and speaks of the earth. He who comes from heaven is above all. What he has seen and heard of, that he testifies, and no one receives his testimony. Jesus himself testified of what he had seen and heard in relation to where he was from, and yet those of the earth didn't receive his testimony. I'm not sure too much has changed in the body of Christ today. God sends his sent ones who give testimony to what they have heard and seen, and only those who are of this kind receive this testimony, because what they share is of the unseen realm. Let's have a look at the last sentence of Revelation 19.10. For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Question for us. What has Jesus finished and accomplished as this is his testimony? The scriptures testify, not teach, to what he has accomplished for us to come into. Jesus' life and everything he has already accomplished gives testimony to what he has already finished in God. It is the testimony of his life and what is finished in him, which one is to prophesy from. Only one who has been brought into this unseen realm and dimension by the Spirit's power can give the corresponding testimony to what they have heard and seen in this dimension. The spiritual kingdom dimension is revealed in them by the Spirit's power, and this person is now able and capable of giving testimony to this unseen but seen realm. This person is now one with Christ, the Spirit, and speaks the same word as God himself. What Jesus has accomplished Everything which is done and finished is the spiritual posture which one now speaks from. It's the place and posture one utters of heaven's reality from into the earth. 
prophecy is foretelling or speaking of a future reality that already exists from God's perspective. This is to be the future now dimension we live our lives from while on earth by faith, 2 Corinthians 5, 7. It is from the spiritual dimension within us that we testify to what we have come into by revelation of the finished work of God. We are all called to speak the utterances of the eternal prophetic realm called the kingdom of heaven into the earth. The starting point of this testimony is to testify about what we have heard and seen in relation to the marriage covenant between Christ and his church. Verse 7 and 8 refer to the bride having made herself ready and having her righteous garments on. God has called his church to be the bride for his son, but only those who have heard and seen this eternal prophetic truth will be able to live for this promise and testify of this promise. People may attempt to teach about the bride of Christ from human acquiring of knowledge through learning in the mind, but this isn't the same as hearing and seeing the bride and testifying of this truth. One is full of power while one isn't. One is full of authority while the other isn't. Only those who have a revealed understanding will demonstrate wisdom, this covenantal relationship with the Father. The ability to be a testimony and share of this truth through testifying is based on our own revelation of his promise engraved on our hearts through the Spirit's power. Since this covenantal fellowship defines the entirety of the gospel, it is essential we are testifying of this great mystery, Ephesians 5.32. It is, it is the context to which the concealed eternal prophetic scriptures speak and testify to. To hold the testimony of Jesus and worship God is to know the testimony of Jesus and everything Jesus has made fully possible and to live for this reality. These are the true worshippers which the Father seeks those who worship in spirit and truth. These worshippers of spirit and truth have been brought into the dimension of the spirit and allow the spirit of truth to make all of the necessary changes within their hearts and minds so they are able to live lives that testify that they know the great mystery and testify of the great mystery through words. In other words, people's lives are the testimony and the prophetic utterances they speak and bring forth are the words of the spirit and life of the work the word has accomplished within them. We are primarily called to testify and not to teach. We are to leave the teaching up to the spirit, the teacher. And as the spirit literally becomes all of our teacher, as Jeremiah 31, 31 to 34 prophesies, we will all be able to give ongoing daily testimonies of the transformational work of the Spirit within us, 2 Corinthians 4, 16. Notice it's not about a testimony, but it's about testimonies. The scriptures say we are to be going from strength to strength, glory to glory, because of the continuous work of the Spirit within us, which empowers the testimonies. We are to all have ongoing testimonies of the inner work of transformation that the Spirit is doing within us, and then through us. This is what it means to abide in Christ and have much fruit produced and formed within us. Anyone can teach, even a non-follower can teach, 
but now all can testify and continue to testify of the ongoing work of the Spirit within and the ongoing work of hearing and seeing the unseen realm and what is in it. Only those who are having this genuine work of the Spirit through revelation directly from the Spirit can be constantly testifying to this knowledge of God. It's a work done within us by the Spirit, which brings us into the in-Him life, which is oneness with and in Him. Acts 17.28, for in Him we live and move and exist. Let's look at what John shared. John 1 verse 7, he came as a witness to testify about the light so that all might believe through him. John 1.8, he was not the light, but he came to testify about the light. John 1.15, John testified about him and cried out, saying, John 1.19, this is the testimony of John when the Jews sent to him priests and Levites from Jerusalem. It doesn't say John taught about the light, but that he gave testimony about the light. When he spoke about Jesus being of greater rank, he testified to this reality. When the Jews came asking about baptism and if he was Jesus, he testified or gave testimony to the reality he wasn't. Testifying to what one has heard and seen requires one to have heard and seen what's in the living and unseen realm. One can try to teach this dimension, but the difference is night and day. One has an authority, power, and conviction associated with it, which one doesn't. This was recognized by the people of Jesus' day, Mark 1.22, Matthew 7.28-29. And it is also recognizable today when a person speaks from the testifying posture as opposed to the teaching posture. This is the difference between the two. One is living and active, sharper than a double-edged sword, full of conviction, and the other is nice, articulated words which tickle the intellect but ultimately lack any spiritual power for change and transformation. We all have to ask ourselves which one we speak from, as only one is of the kingdom of God. Let's look at another passage in John 3, 32, verse 32. What he has seen and heard of that he testifies, and no one receives his testimony. Verse 33, he who receives his testimony has set his seal to this, that God is true. Yes, Jesus was the teacher and he taught, but he also testified and gave testimony to everything in his father. He was God and as God taught, but as followers of God, we testify. A man can only testify to what he has been given from heaven. John 3, 27. And once again, this is the kingdom of God posture, which man is to speak from. John 5, 31 to 32. If I alone testify about myself, my testimony is not true. There is another who testifies of me, and I know that the testimony which he gives about me is true. We see the four witnesses or testimonies of Jesus Christ in John 5, 33-39. Firstly, there is the witness of John. Secondly, the witness of works. Thirdly, the witness of the Father. And fourthly, the witness of Scripture. Another very powerful and well-quoted verse is Revelations 12, 11. And they overcame him because of the blood of the Lamb and because of the word of their testimony, 
and they did not love their life even when faced with death. There are three positions in one, and yet there is a divine order to these three elements which empower us to live out this living reality of truth. Let's look at these three elements. Firstly, the blood of the Lamb. Secondly, the word of their testimony. And thirdly, they didn't love their lives even when faced with death. Position one defines position two and three. If we don't have a revealed and ongoing revealed position of just what the blood of the Lamb has accomplished, we won't have powerful words of testimonies and we certainly won't be giving of our lives when faced with death. It's the blood of Jesus and the resurrection of Jesus which empowers life in Christ and enables us to live as Christ. It is this that we now have the word of their testimony. I want to focus on the word their testimony. So often we think testimony is a one-off reality and is associated with the day or event in which we committed our life to Christ. Our testimony is so much more than that. And as we have looked at, we are to have testimonies. We are to be testifying of what we are experiencing through coming into more and more of Christ's life being formed and established within us. Firstly, and then through us secondly. All of these testimonies are the work of the blood of Jesus, our Messiah. It is his blood that enables us to come into this never-ending eternal life in the Son. The scriptures say their testimonies. We are all to have our own personal, ongoing testimonies of the transformative work of Jesus Christ. We are all to have more than just the day we lost our life to Christ. Our very life is to be a testimony to the life-changing reality of Jesus Christ. Our lives are to be the witness of his grace. To say one doesn't have a testimony or ongoing testimonies is to not have a reference for what one has been saved from, and it is also the evidence of not abiding in Christ through the power of his spirit. This may sound harsh, but it is the truth. We base our initial testimony on how bad our behavior has been and whether we have been really bad and had a really bad life doing really bad things. And if we have lived a reasonable, good, moral life, we say we don't really have a testimony. All this is the evidence of not knowing your behavior is irrelevant when it comes to a testimony. It's the fact that one's nature is evil and demonic from birth, and the Father saves and rescues us out of the domain of darkness and into the kingdom of light, into this state. This is where the first testimony is to come from. The fact that no one is good or worthy in themselves of being his or rescued. It is divine love that chooses to save us by grace out of this eternal damn position and into an eternal life for an eternity spent with a loving father. We have been saved from this reality and this becomes our first testimony as we learn from God and we start to share or testify of the transformational life in Christ and what we hear and see in Christ that is changing us and forming us into his image, which is calling of God for his entire body. It is this reality which enables us to not love our own lives and can now lay our lives down for him and other people, demonstrating the will of God. Testimony comes via the Holy Spirit engraving the spiritual word of Christ on our hearts, and it is this which enables and empowers us to keep his word, living it out as a demonstrated reality for all to see.
Teaching is the acquiring of knowledge through the process of human learning in the mind, which leads us into thinking we genuinely know him, but we can't live out this knowledge. This can be the hypocrisy position. 1 Corinthians 1 verse 5 to 7, that in everything you were enriched in him, in all speech and in knowledge, even as the testimony concerning Christ was confirmed in you, so that you were not lacking in any gift, awaiting eagerly the revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ. Question, what does it mean to have the testimony of Jesus Christ confirmed in you? Another question, what does it mean to have his testimony confirmed in you so that you are not lacking in any gift waiting for his return? Paul received the testimony of Christ within him and said, this is how he received what Jesus accomplished at Calvary, the gospel. It wasn't the words he received, but the work the power of the gospel. This is what Galatians 1, 11 to 12 and 15 testified to. We must receive and continue to receive Christ in us if we are to be partakers of the gospel. Philippians 1, 5, in view of your participation in the gospel from the first day until now. The more this process of true sanctification occurs on a daily basis, the more we are being made complete in Christ and living from the full testimony of everything Jesus has accomplished. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. This is the work of the gospel, not the words of the gospel operating in our very core, the center and the deep recesses of who we are.